if you found us here, you're probably a little like me. You think it's time to rethink the way that we do business. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and this is the Client Experience Revolution. This podcast is for entrepreneurs and will give you all the tips, tricks, and tools that other badass business leaders are using to serve their community, their clients, while still taking care of themselves. So let's dive into this week's episode, have a little fun, and learn along the way too. This episode is brought to you by Link Consulting Solutions. Are you a badass entrepreneur looking to up-level your capacity, maybe supercharge your clarity and reconnect like a rock star? We'll head on over to linkcs.com to find out how we can accomplish this and more. We have virtual assistant matchmaking as well as clarity and client re-engagement consulting. That's L-I-N-Q-C-S.com. See you there. Hello, and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I am your host, Raya Gonzalez, and I am here today with Christine Schwartz, and we are going to get down and dirty about vision. I love it. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Raya. This is amazing. I'm so excited to be on today. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and how you serve the public. Yes, absolutely. So my name is Christine Schwartz. I am the owner and founder of Reinvent Your Hustle. And what I do is I work with helpers, healers, creatives, coaches, and I help activate them, get them very, very clear in their vision, their messaging, their niche, um, so that they are able to fully create uh, a strategic roadmap that fits their brand, that fits their voice. And so I give them the tools to create those things. And then on another level, I help those individuals scale, really helping them authentically connect to their customers um, and sell out their programs uh, through, through working through Pinterest. I love that. I love that. One of the things that we had talked about before that I um, was really drawn to was working the business around your ideal lifestyle as opposed to working your lifestyle around the business. So tell me a little bit about that. And then I want to dive into what you mean when you say reinvent your hustle. I'm guessing they're kind of tied to each other a little bit. Yes. Um, so tell me about that. Yes, absolutely. So I guess I guess it all starts it all starts with when you're creating a business at the very beginning. And even if you are in process, right? It's all a work in progress. You might be two years in, you might be five years in, you could be 10 years in for all I know. But the whole, the whole point, what it always comes back to is we have one life. We live this one life. And so ultimately, because you're the CEO of your own business, you have the opportunity to change at any point in time. And you have the opportunity to curate your lifestyle. And so what happens, what tends to happen with business owners, especially those that have been in, it, in the grind for a while is that our business runs the show. <laughs> it runs our schedule. It runs our, our lifestyle. And so as you have the unique advantage if you are at the beginning stages of your business to create and understand the lifestyle that you want to create before you create your business. And so you can build a business around the lifestyle you want to create. And I'll give you that example when we start talking about reinvent your hustle. I, 
I, this, this business started out of a layoff. So I was working in corporate and I thought I had it all figured out, right? I was working my way up the corporate ladder. I went back to school. I got a double master's. I kept reinventing myself because as a female, I had found that, I mean, we all, as females, we probably already know this, but you know, you're potentially underpaid. You have to speak your voice. You have to speak your truth in order to elevate and take it to the next level. And you have to stand in your power. And so I had found many, many a time that I had to promote myself and no one was going to do it for me. And so I had to continue to reinvent myself, whether that was going back to school, um, at one point I felt very stagnant and I said, okay, I graduated like time for a raise. And they were like, nah, sorry, retail isn't doing so hot. So I had to take another position. And so I had to make those choices, those decisions, continuing to reinvent my path. And that's really where reinvent your hustle came from. Um, uh, at which point um, I, I kind of jumped around. I was the the person that wore all the hats, right? So I was in project management. I was an executive assistant. I worked in sourcing. Um, I worked in in marketing for for a billion dollar retailer, and then everything was going great. And then I was I was laid off. There was a, a reorg, and oh, I was yeah. laid off, and I was just like sideswiped. I didn't know what hit me. I was one layoff. So it really, really hurt. And when you put everything into a company, you're like, this is your pride and joy. And you feel so attached to it. And you work your butt off. Like, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. Like you work your ass off to get to this place. And all of a sudden it's all ripped away from you. And you're like, what just happened? Like, I thought I was doing everything right. And so, of course, at that point, I had myself a little pity party for a couple a couple of weeks. And prior to this, actually, my old boss had, had approached me and said, hey, would you ever be in, interested in consulting for Urban Outfitters? And I said, yeah, that would, that would be great as long as it's not a conflict of interest. And so we put together a proposal that didn't end up going through. But when I was laid off, I just thought, man, if I can align VPs at the highest level and I can work with department heads and I can train their employees... I can 100% take all this knowledge and reinvent myself and, and work with small businesses. Like I can do that. And I want to help. I want to help women. This was the original thought. I want to help women that have been laid off that are ready to start their businesses and give them a roadmap. It, it transformed into something else, right? It transformed as I found my niche, but it took me a long time. And so I said to myself, there's got to be an easier way. So I just literally documented my process. And I said, this is my vision. Like I want to create this beautiful company where I can impact and influence women to really take their business to the next level. And I want to get them further faster. Like it shouldn't take this long. So I created that roadmap, right? And I had this vision. And so that's why vision has become such a staple in not only what I work, uh, how I teach, but also when I speak to people, it's always such an impactful topic because when we have that vision, it can start to guide how we build our business. It can start to guide how we build our lifestyle. And when we have that like North Star, that's what's so important to be able to say, this is where I'm going and this is how I'm going to get there. Because once you have it, then you can build up the how. But sometimes we get so caught up in the how that we can't even build the vision. 
right? Yeah, I think that is, it's, it's totally true. I have a similar beginning in that, that I was let go, um, but more on a termination basis, less on a layoff basis. And so I, um, I did a lot of how for a long time, you know, just like, because I wasn't really sure I even wanted to be in business. I was just avoiding applying for other things. And so it made it easier in my mind. I was like, well, I can't reject myself. So I'm just going to go into business, um, which is not actually true because in business, there's a lot of rejection. You know what I mean? So, Oh yeah. You got to build a thick skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't really know what, it, what the product that I was delivering. Um, I was doing um, administrative work. Um, and I built out an administrative agency and it was good. And I had clients and things were going good, but it wasn't really fulfilling me. It wasn't really, um, I didn't really know why I was doing it. It was again, like kind of, kind of like where, I mean, there was decades in my corporate career where I thought, am I doing this because this is the next, thing? Or am I doing this because this is what I want to be doing? And then there was this big empty feeling inside where I'm like, I'm supposed to be doing something more. What's that greater purpose, right? What is the greater purpose of what it is that I'm doing? And, um, and so I think what you're, I mean, from what I'm hearing you say, that's really applicable for everyone. Seriously, even if you're in corporate, what is your North star? You know, what is the point of what it is that you are doing? Um, because then it guides these decisions along the way. And so I think that's really, really important. And I think, I think too, you know, I, lately I've been saying soul alignment. Like when we think about our passion, our purpose and why we're here, we have to 100% believe in what we're doing. And when you feel so connected to what you're doing, when you know where you want to take it, that's when you can truly impact and influence greater than you ever thought you could. That's when your energy is so transparent, right? Like that's when you can feel that you're making a change in somebody else. That's when you can see the transformation. And so uh, it, it, it is beyond important to take a step back and just ask yourself, like, what do I truly want? Right. And we're, we're going to talk through, I have a three-step process. I'll totally bring you guys through, but ultimately like when you connect to that soul aligned purpose, and that's why I work with impact-based entrepreneurs, because I know, and I see the domino effect and it's just so fulfilling to watch it unfold. But it's also, it goes back to that bigger why. You know, you've heard this. Everybody talks about your why, but ultimately we have to, I don't know if you've ever heard of the, the, the thought process of seven layers deep, but like asking your why and going seven layers deep till your breathing gets heavy and really digging to the core and the root of why you're doing what you're doing or questioning yourself. Because we question everything else. Why aren't we questioning ourselves? And is this truly my my purpose and my passion? Right. Yeah. Well, tell us, let's go into that three, the three steps. Let's talk about that. You yeah. So you yeah. have three steps that you help people with um, in Reinvent Your Hustle. Let's dive right into that and find out, you know, what are some of the, you know, highlights of how you help people walk through this this process 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what I will say is before we even jump in, a lot of the questions that I'm going to talk about right now are in a vision meditation. So if they, if people want to take this afterwards and do it on their own, sometimes having that quiet time to self-reflect is the best way to do it. But think about these things as I start to go through them. So there's a three-step process and truly it's getting clear on you personally before we even jump into your career, your profession, your business. The second step is your business, right? Understanding where you want to take it. And the third step is really getting clear on your zone of genius. So what are your strengths and how can you work in that space? So that being said, the reasons, and we'll go back to it again, but like when you get clear on your vision, number one, there'll be more profit. There'll be more freedom, number two, and you're going to have solid direction. We talked about that North Star. So it's just very important. There are reasons behind it. And although maybe people will say, oh, you have to put your vision in a business plan. I'm not talking about a vision statement that's just written in a business plan so that you can go get funding for your business. I'm talking about truly breathing into something that has meaning and purpose for where you're driving your business. So to, just to be very clear, there's a big difference between creating a vision statement for your business yeah. and getting very clear and looking inward as to what is important for you and your, your life. Um, Absolutely. All right. So step one truly is about the personal. So because your business, your profession is part of your life. Think about how much time we spend in our business, right? We need to focus first on where we want to be personally. We have to ask ourselves, and, and if conceptually this is too hard, and I will say before I even jump in, you could, I would ask you not to think about the how of getting there. I would just say, what would that ideal state be? Right. Like, look at the end result of what you want versus like a lot of people, it's very hard for them to, to conceptualize this because they have that analytical brain. So take a step back and just say, let's just pretend we're not mapping out the how. Let's just say, this is where I'd love to see my business. This is where I'd love to see myself personally, et cetera. So we're going to jump in. So a couple of the questions that I always ask is number one, in five years, in five years in an ideal world, what do you want your lifestyle to look like? And that takes a few minutes to think about. That take, yeah. could take an hour to think about. And if five years feels too far out, then just say three, if that feels better to you. But ultimately, what do you want your lifestyle to look like? And so you can dig in by asking questions like, where are you living? What do you want your family life to look like? What are the most important things in your life? whether they're important right now and what will be important to you in three or five years, right? That can totally change based on where you're living and what you're doing. What are your core values that live with you each and every day? And when it comes to your future, what are those things that you cannot live without? When I started my business, I'll give you the example. I knew that I wanted to work from anywhere. And this was before the, <laughs> the health crisis. Right. But I knew I wanted to work from anywhere. I wanted to have the freedom to be able to work from home, but also travel and work from anywhere. So that was part of the lifestyle I wanted to create. I've never tied down you know, brick and mortar because that's not what I wanted. So getting clear personally on what you want is so important so that you can start to curate that business around it. So start to ask yourself those questions about what are the most important things in your life and what you really want to see your life look like. 
the the next step is really I'll say professional because I know you have both entrepreneurs and professionals that listen to this. So I want you to ask yourself, where are you working? In in three or five years, where are you working? Are you working for yourself or are you working for someone else? Do you have a side hustle? Do you have a team? And if so, how many people are there? How do you lead? What do you want your customers to say about you in five years? What do you want the media to say about you in five years? Because the media will be saying something about you in five years. If you're dreaming big enough, if you put something on paper that is big enough um, and maybe, maybe that's not the ideal for you. Maybe you want a simple life and there's nothing that is perfectly okay. Like this is your vision, right? This is your vision. Maybe you always want to be a one man team. You do not want a team underneath you. Maybe you only want contractors underneath you. Maybe you're in a professional career and you love managing, but you don't want to manage people. You just want to manage that department. You know, so there's so many different things that come into play. What does the community say about you? What types of impacts have you orchestrated over the years? And this is really, really important. So this goes back and and will weave throughout your business and throughout your career. Think about the results you want to provide people. Think about the transformations you want to provide people. And that will start to identify what the community will say about you, what your past clients will say about you. Um, That will start to to be defined truly by testimonials and referrals, et cetera. So what are the impacts that you've created in your business or in your professional career? What does work-life balance look like for you? And and truly, what does ongoing personal development look like for you in your vision? Like, where do you want to take it? Who do you want to be coached or trained by? Who do you want from a mentor perspective? I remember in corporate, of course I would want the CEO to, to mentor me. That would be amazing, executive and training. Like, that would be incredible. From a from a personal professional development space as an entrepreneur. I invested huge into myself this year because that was so important. But what could it look like in three years? Oh my gosh. It's just so exciting to think about how you can grow leaps and bounds just by having one person in your life that that is able to influence and provide you with that mentorship. I've seen that that too, actually with, I mean, I think almost from the very beginning, I've had some sort of business coach in this process because I knew I was over my head in the very beginning. And there was somebody that I had, I didn't really understand the whole coaching world. Um, But when I had worked for a short period of time in sales, there was um, somebody that I had met through networking that had worked with a fellow salesperson on like money mindset and that kind of stuff. And she was like, Raya, like I worked with her and seriously, the next month I like tripled my sales. Like it was crazy. And so um, I knew she was a business coach. And when I went into business, 
I called her and I was like, what, you know, what do we have to do? Because I'm so, I don't even know why I'm in business. Like I, you know what I mean? Like if I'm going to do this, it, you know, like it took a minute for me to accept that I was in business, but once I did, I've always been like an all in kind of person, but I also mm-hmm. knew that I didn't know what I didn't know. Or as I like to say, you know, nothing John Snow. you know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> and so it, it's over the years, I've had a series of different mentors and they've all brought their own flavor to what it is that I do and how I see business and how I see myself in business. And I think that's important for people to know too, like number one, working with somebody, a consultant, a coach, um, working with somebody is so important for you to get outside of your head because we like get so caught in our head. And, um, and also, Um, like sometimes you can't see your North star through all the crap, you know what I mean? (laughs) So sometimes somebody else, you can lay it out, like answer all those questions. And we're not even done with the questions yet, but I just had to interject here, answer all those questions and you still can't see it, but you've just laid this beautiful map out where someone else can say like, Oh my God, like, it's so clear. Like, can't you see where this is headed? And you're like, no, because I'm like, there's weeds <laughs> and I, I'm stuck in the weeds. And then they're like, well, just let's just push the weeds over here and push the weeds yes. over here. And now look, look what you've laid out. This is so amazing. Um, and then, you know, thirdly to that is the people that you meet along the way, you know, like other people who are also on this journey of self-discovery, who are also, you know, especially for entrepreneurs who are, putting yourself out there. And if you're networking and you're realizing like, dang, it takes some balls to go into business. Like it takes serious gumption to put your life on the line and to really put yourself out there. And so you like, it's almost like we look at each other and we're like, I see you boo-boo. You know what I mean? Like, I know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm doing it too. And it's hard. It's hard, but it, but it is also very rewarding. And so, um, yeah, I just think that I needed to put that little plug in there because I think it's so important. Like all these things, we can often put some of the pieces together for ourselves, but sometimes it's verbalizing it to somebody else who, who has a less emotional attachment to the outcome. Absolutely. Okay. Here's what I hear you saying. This is what I've seen you map out. Don't you see where this is headed? Like just from what I know about you, like, don't you see it? And if you don't see, then having somebody say like, can you imagine this? You know what I mean? Or like, does this resonate with you? You know what I mean? And being able to, um, you know, kind of go from there. So sorry to interrupt, but I just was like, no, no, you're fine. I I love that. I tell people all the time. Sometimes you just need someone to listen and pull those things out of you. Um, that's why I created a vision meditation separate from this, because sometimes you need someone to ask you the questions in quiet so that you can, those things can be pulled out of you. Uh, oftentimes, like you said, we get so in our head and it's right in front of our face, but because we're so close to it and we're so attached to the outcome that we can't understand different ways of seeing it. And so absolutely having an advocate, having a mentor, having a thought partner, having a coach, having a consultant, whatever it might be that you need and any type of partner 
that will help you elevate to the next level and truly be able to see things from a different point of view. And that's that growth mindset, being, being okay with, with listening to somebody else and taking their feedback for the betterment of you and getting to that highest self and that highest place in business, wherever that is for you. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's what I say all the time. I'm totally, I'm totally on board. I love what you're saying. So, so as you're thinking about these questions and what I would go back to is if this feels hard to you, right? Sometimes you need to have someone ask these questions for you, or you could download my vision meditation and that'll, that'll help guide you along your way. And we should talk about meditation in a minute, but <laughs> let's talk about it right freaking now because I've been I've never been able to I should say I never prior to this year been able to effectively meditate because my my brain won't shut up and um what I found is um that it takes the right type of meditation so I'm a more guided meditation type of person less like ethereal music and, um, being able to do it on my own or less so like breath work and like quiet. If I do breath work and quiet, I will a fall asleep or B I will like, just get, it'll just be like a train wreck of thoughts. When I have a guided meditation, um, I often will visualize, like I'll actually have very vivid visions of whatever it is that I'm thinking. And, um, For example, I'm doing a class right now and it's an eight week class and um, she did a meditation and I can't even tell you what the meditation was about. I know that part of it like was like letting go and, you know, like allowing things to just organically happen. And I like was transported in this meditation to, um, I grew up in Carnation, Washington. So Carnation is a little tiny, like Mayberry town and it has, it's at the crux of two rivers. So there's a lot of like in the summertime, you go to the river and there's a lot of inner tubing. And so you'll float down the river. And I remember in this meditation this well, I remember like it was so long ago, it was a couple of days ago, um, that, you know, that, well, I've been saying that that's one of the things that I need to do is I just need to let go. You know what I mean? Like, I just need to like allow myself what that would feel like if I had absolutely no control over the result because hashtag I have no control over the result. (laughs) Um, I just allow myself, unfortunately, the, um, illusion thinking that I, that what I do will control the result. But in this meditation, I'm, fighting in the beginning against the current. Like I'm standing there, like standing against the current, like trying to fight it. And then all of a sudden I just like relax my whole body. And then I'm like up almost like I'm on an inner tube. And then I'm letting the river just carry me down. And I, and the sun is coming down and all of a sudden I just like lean backwards and I'm like, laying on this inner tube and I'm just like letting the sun beat down on me. And I knew that like on either side of the riverbanks, I could stop anywhere I wanted to stop and it would be good. Like I could stop anywhere, but right now it felt so good to just let it float. And like, all I had to do was steer. 
Like I had no power. Like I had to, there was no effort or energy put into, to this massive power that was underneath me. All I had to do was just say like, maybe a little this direction, maybe a little this direction, but the effort in which this thing, and it was like, um, I can't remember the phrase, but it was something like, this is not effort. This is not like, um, something else. This is just go. Like it was, it was a very forceful divinely guided. So whatever you want to call it, universe source, God, you're being divinely guided and you just had to steer, right? Like when you let go. So meditation is a lot like that when we think about and intuition. Okay. So I'm going to say something and you're going to be like, what? (laughs) Not me. We we actually, maybe people listening might, but we actually have three brains. Okay. Follow me here for one second, for a hot second. So we have our head, right? And that's the brain we're all familiar with. And that has power over our intellect and our logic. And we have over 86 billion neurons in that space, right? Then we have our heart. I had no idea until I did research on this that we had over 40,000 neurons in our heart. Mm. like neurons can learn, receive, change, and adapt just so everyone's very clear. And neurons are typically found in the brain, right? You also have your gut and your gut is that self-preservation, that fight or flight, danger. We have over a hundred million neurons, brain cells in our gut. And so what tends to happen is that, and especially if you're like, Raya, if you're like me, you may be an extrovert. It may be hard for us to calm our mind. And we have a lot of this extra mind chatter going on. And so remembering and understanding that each of these brains are able to receive, process, store information and access it again when needed is very important. We can sense, learn, change and remember. And so that being said, what's really important to understand is that we have this vagus nerve going up our spine. And typically what happens is 80% of those those nerve relays go up. They don't come back down. And so when we're meditating, we're doing it, we're kind of like in our head, but ultimately we do this check and balance in our gut or in our heart. And sometimes I'm sure everyone's felt this where we feel like, well, my head's telling me one thing and my heart's telling me another, or the narrative of, um, my guts, my guts just, something's off. It just feels off to me. And my brain couldn't figure out what it was. And oftentimes what that is, is that's just, that's your other brains trying to guide you. And so when I think about meditation, I relate it back to mindfulness and being aware of what our other pieces of our body are actually telling us, like listening to your heart, listening to your gut, and allowing those other brains to become part of the conversation because they were like, our body is put together so that we can have those checks and balances. Because if logic leads over everything else, you're never going to fall in love, right? You're never going to have those beautiful things in life because you're not listening to your heart. So anyways, now I'm going to get off my woo-woo track. But the whole point is when we think about meditation, it's really allowing ourselves to just calm the chatter in our minds, the chaos in our head, and let the subconscious join the conversation. And so all of that is intrinsically tied to your identity, right? Like when we think about vision, that is your identity. And your self-identity is stored in your gut. 
right? Because that's your preservation. That's your fight or flight. That's, I have to take care of myself, my family, what comes first. And that's where we get the, all of these, like these messages. And so we have to remember that, like when you're creating a vision, you have to step outside of your head for a second. And that's why I say, we don't want to think about the how we want to think about what, what do we truly want? And then in our heart of hearts, you've heard that expression before in our gut, like, what do we truly want? And so we have to step outside of like this logical brain for a half a second so that we can let the other brains join the conversation and build a vision that is truly meaningful to our whole self and not just like what feels logical. Yeah. I think there's been times too, where I've said to people like, and if you're, if you're not listening or if you're not watching us, but I'm going to motion with my hand, but I've, I've pointed to my head and I've said like, I hear what you're saying and I understand, like, I totally get what you're saying and I'll point to my head and then I'll point to my heart, but I'm like, but I don't get what you're saying. Like, I need to move it from my head to my heart. Like I like I logically that makes so much sense, but I don't feel it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like even if everything in me says that that's the truth, I don't feel what you're saying. And so I'll, I'll like do this motion where I'll say like, I need it to move from my head to my heart. And that's as much as we'd like business to be, um, cut and dry. And as lo- as much as we'd like vision to be something that we can decide and put on a piece of paper and have it be, um, you know, a static thing that we move towards, um, especially as women, especially as living, breathing, emotional creature creatures, um, we can't like, it has to move from our head to our heart. And sometimes mm-hmm. it has to change. Sometimes, you know, life changes and we have to reevaluate. And sometimes we have to say like, okay, what does three years or five years from now look like? Mm -hmm. Okay. So now I have, maybe I have a child or maybe I have a different life circumstance, or maybe I have an ailing parent, or maybe I have a health condition or, you know, whatever it might be. Or maybe I just hit a bigger number than I ever thought that I could ever hit in sales ever. And so what I thought in What's next? Five years is yeah. completely irrelevant because I have already hit it. You yeah, I mean? exactly. So, exactly. I love yes. that. And, and so to that point, like visions are something that you create every three to five years. And so when I work with clients, I have an amplified vision template that I have them go through this vision meditation. And then after they've gone through messaging, niche, getting clear on their target customer, all of that. Then we jump back into the Amplified Vision template. It's almost like after you've created your goals against this vision, then you can go back and get even more concrete on what you want to see. But we just have to, we just have to aim. We just have to aim for that. Think big, step outside of the how and get to the, get to the root of what you truly want as you're, as you're building this vision. And so, um, the third step, I want to make sure we get to it yeah. just so that everyone can, can do this process on their own if they don't want to take the time on the vision meditation. One thing that's so important is understanding yourself, right? So we talked a little bit about self-awareness, mindfulness, etc. This is an exercise that I'm sure a lot of you have heard about strength finders. You've heard about all the different personality decoders, things like that. Um, 
So that being said, you most likely have also heard work in your zone of genius, or at least try to work in your zone of genius, because you're going to exceed expectation 10 times more than you would if you were working in a space where there's opportunity. So analyzing what your greatest strengths are. And without thinking this is not being egotistical, I want you to write down, what do I know I'm really good at? What do people compliment me on? Like, what, what am I really good at when it comes to business? And get clear on that and not, not feel like you're being vain. You're just trying to understand yourself and have a greater awareness of your best capabilities, right? When you're trying to figure out that zone of genius, ask yourself, what are the activities that happen almost effortlessly and time seems to disappear while performing them, right? What is the piece of your job that brings you the most joy when you do it? Like this, this part, like when I talk with clients and we were talking about pulling things out of them and trying to understand like, Oh, you know, I just don't understand what my niche should be, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're in this conversation. All of a sudden I'm like, I ask them certain questions and then they're like, yes, that's it. And like, that's what's so fun about my job. Right. I love it when I can pull those things out. That's my jam. And so when I realized that like, that's one of my secret sauces, right. That's what I bring to the table. It's like, Oh, okay. I should do more of that. I should figure out other ways I can pull things out of people. Um, so I would ask you that question, like, you know, what is, what is the favorite piece of your job? And you tell me, I don't know. What's your favorite piece of your job right now? Oh gosh. I mean, there's so many, but I think what, um, what I love the most is two pronged. And that is, um, in one side of our business, we do VA matchmaking. And so I love on my side, what I get to do is help women in, envision what it would look like to have somebody to delegate to like what it would look like to have back 10, 20 hours of their week. And then my team member, um, who is looking for their VA and looking for somebody who's really, really specific to what they're looking for. We are actually creating an entrepreneur out of somebody in the Philippines as well. So it's like a process of like empowering two women to come together to create something bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're both being empowered as entrepreneurs. And Love so that. it's like the teamwork aspect, but also the, like, there's actually way more possible than you thought that was mm-hmm. possible. And you that. can do this. So we all have those pieces of our job. And so it's like, okay, write those things down, like get clear on them because those are the pieces that you can start to, how do I get more of that in my career? Another question I always ask is where do your clients and customers provide you with the most recognition? So sometimes as a newer entrepreneur, this takes time, but it can come in the form of testimonials. It can come in the form of referrals. It can come in the form of saying like, this is the best part of your program. This is, this helped me so much and here's why. And so when you start to get clear on that, you can hone in on what's working really, really well. Um, The next question is, where do you do your best work? In what type of environment? And so understanding, do you need quiet? Do you need white noise? Do you need music behind you? Do you like to have other people in the room? Are you in a coffee shop? 
do you do your best work alone in a home office, in a business environment? Like getting clear on that so that you can put yourself in those situations for optimum performance. Yeah. And then ultimately, same similar question, what's the best time of day for you? So when we think about critical thinking and those things that we always procrastinate because we don't want to freaking do them, <laughs> that's, that's something that we should be doing at our most optimum time of the day. So typically what I see with entrepreneurs is there's two to three hours where we can do our most critical thinking and we do our best work. And so I'll ask them right when I start working with them, hey, Tell me, are you a morning or an evening person? Are you, do you love to wake up early? Are you a midday type of gal? Like, what are you, right? Maybe you like to work late. Like you're, everyone's doing things during the house, at home, they're busy, they're loud. I like to work at night and I do my best work between 8 and 10 p.m. after the kids go to bed. Like getting clear on that so that you can schedule those activities and really understand this is my premium time. So what could I be doing in that space to like get optimum results, right? So understanding your strengths and your zone of genius is going to help you build out this vision and be able to understand what you should be putting more and more effort into in relationship to that next level of where you want to take your life, where you want to take your business. When we get real on ourselves, on our personal, on what we want, when we get real in our own strengths and then get real in our business... That makes all the difference in the world. So once you go through this process, I want you to circle the high-level themes that keep popping out, right? Across all three of these, all three of these high-level topics. And then and then understand like the words that resonated with you the most. So circle those things on your sheet of paper. What's resonating with me the most? And then what are the pieces that get you really emotionally worked up? Because when we talk about a vision, there's some things that we really want that maybe we can't have, or we feel like we can't have, but ultimately we're putting it on our list. Like we're putting it on our vision board. We're putting it high up here. And that can get us really emotionally worked up, but that's where we need to really get clear on why we want those things right. and get really excited about them and recognize them for what they are. So, so what do you think you know, let's say I have a vision board. Let's say I've gotten really, really, really clear and I've walked through the steps and, um, and I know, and I can see Raya in five years. So now what, like, what do start, I do to make it a reality? Yeah. So you got to start making baby steps, right? So vision is not something that can be achieved in, in one year. But what we can do is create goals for year one, year two, year three, and just say, this would be optimal, but let's just start right now. How do we live into that vision, right? We got to get clear on what we can control right now. And so if Raya says that she wants to add a whole nother facet of her business in three years, like that's what it looks like. She's going to add on another segment. What could I start working on now that could prime the pump for later? Uh, the example I'll give is like when I started my business, I said, I want to be able to work from anywhere. Okay. I'm going I actually, this was a vision for my husband and I, when we got married and I said, I would be great if we were both at home someday and we could just travel or we could work from home. And so it was interesting when I was laid off, I'm like, I'm not going back. Like I'm going to work from home because this is part of like our bigger vision. And so it's taking a step back and saying, how do I start to implement some of these things now? And, and ultimately asking yourself, what steps can I take right now? Um, I love that. I love that. Well, I always ask two questions when I interview 
guests. And this is really important because we've covered a lot of material and it's all so, so good. But if you could distill it down and let's say somebody could only walk away with one thing regarding vision, what would you want them to walk away with where they could say like, I listened to this podcast. I got really inspired. I don't remember everything. I do have the social media handles in the in the show notes, though, so I know how to get a hold of this thing. Um, but the thing that really stood out to me was, what would that be? The biggest thing to walk away with is that creating a vision does not have to be hard, and you just have to start. You have to take that quiet time to look inward and to ask yourself the questions. Because if we don't set aside the time, then we just keep going throughout our days. And all of a sudden, a year has gone by and we haven't created this vision and we're not, we're not working towards anything. And so you just have to start. You just have to schedule time right now on this podcast or if you're driving, when you get done, write it down. Like I'm going to spend some time like doing a little bit of work on me. This is my personal development for the week. Like I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time working on me. I don't care if you have to wake up an hour earlier next Monday, like rock it out, spend that time on you because it's going to pay dividends later. Right. It's like investing in stock or throwing something into your Roth. Like be smart about it. Do it now so that it triples, quadruples 10 times your expectations later. Take the time. Just start now. I love it. I love it. And then if you could pick of all the things that you've been given in your lifetime as for wisdom, what would be the greatest piece of advice that you've ever been given? I once had a mentor who said to me, and this is as I was reinventing myself, right? I was telling you at the beginning of this, like, I was reinventing myself and it felt like such a struggle. And he said to me, Christine, if you don't reinvent yourself every two years, you're going to get stale in this corporate environment. And so I said, okay, all right, fair enough. I'm going to, and he's like, apply for the job, get a promotion, like figure out what it is. What's that next level? Every two years you need to. And so I've taken that, I took that in corporate and that's what got me through next level jobs. But then I took, took that to my business and I said, what's the next level? And that's so important when we think about adding on to our business, scaling our time in our business, understanding what that next level financial income could look like and building out a plan of getting there. So it's it's 100% applicable in professional careers, as well as when we start looking as entrepreneurs, we need to get very, very clear on how we want to elevate our business and what those next levels are for us and how are we going to continue to reinvent our businesses and take that next step. I love that. I think we don't do enough. Um, I mean, we do a lot of thinking in, in our head in our business, but we don't, and we do a lot of like, this is what I wish would happen, but we don't do a lot of, um, thinking, how can I transform in two years, in three years, 
what can I do that would transform instead of the tactics of like, oh, I'm going to do an online course or, or I'm going to launch this marketing campaign or, or I'm going to do this, you know, like whatever it might be. But what could I literally do on a personal level to transform so that my business also transforms in the next two to three years? That's awesome. Yeah. I love yeah. that. And that's what that's one of the things, that's why I pulled strategic planning from corporate and said, how do we bring this to a small business level? Because we yeah. all can be yeah. doing it. We all can be reviewing the year previous and saying, okay, what does it look like next year? Or when are we going to roll this out? Or what could that big thing be in two years? How do we prep for that? Like always understanding what's next and knowing that if you're not refining, you're going to get stale. Yeah. Right. We always need to be looking at the trends. We always need to be looking at how we can elevate our businesses and not elevate ourselves personally. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what it comes back to because we we are continually growing and changing. And we have to, we have to make that, we have to make sure that that's important in our lives so that we can grow as humans and and truly enjoy it to the fullest and reap the rewards, baby. Yes. Like that's what it's about. That's yes. what it's about. I so. love it. Well, Christine, this has been so much fun. I know I have walked away with a lot to um, really literally meditate on and <laughs> and really get excited about. I think, you know, sometimes we think planning and looking ahead and doing all these things can be um, not fun, but really it's about play. It's about playing with what's possible and allowing yourself to understand that even what you think is possible is not even like scratching the surface of what actually is possible. So I just thank you so much for your time on the podcast today. And um, we thank all of you for listening and for joining us um, on the um, audio and visual. Um, And thank you to everybody. And we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I am Raya Gonzalez. This is Christine Schwartz. And we hope for you a beautiful week. You know what I love? It means so much to me that you took the time to listen to this episode. If you did enjoy this episode or any of our other episodes, and you'd like to help support the Client Experience Revolution podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on your social media or even leave a rating and review. And if you want to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at link.consulting. That's L-I-N-Q dot consulting. On Twitter at Link Consulting. And even better, find us on YouTube. The channel is Raya Gonzalez and you can see all of our podcast episodes in video format if you're just curious to see what our guests look like. We appreciate you so much. And that's why we're excited to see you next time.